You're listening to The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome into another episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino Holiday Edition, Thanksgiving Weekend Edition. We are on early. We got three Thursday games to talk about and a full slate of great college and pro action. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you, as always. And uh, happy Turkey Day to you and BB Mike. And it's a great time of year, family, a lot of good food, football. It's going to be a fun weekend and a fun podcast and a show today. Oh, yeah. And it's great to talk to you, Carmen. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and to Eric Ostrowski and his family and to everybody out there. It's great to be doing another uh Show uh, with the odds couple last week. Outstanding, ladies and gentlemen. Carm got screwed around by the Denver game. The <laughs> yep. two-point two conversion was the worst play call in the history of two-point conversion. What was that, Mike? It was I have terrible. no idea, but if I want to really lose, that's the play I want to I mean, call. my God. I mean, if, if you're going to go for two, be a little bit more imagine that robbed us of a win. He goes one and one. People ask people. They go, what's the most, you know, you talk to an astronaut why I landed on the moon. How about you, Mike? What did you do? Well, I bet the Bears and Abilene Christian had covered both in one week. <laughs> and, and I go two and one. And, I mean, seriously, I was having heart palpitations. The Bear game almost took us down once again. How about I it? almost didn't cover that game. Which is insane. We're winning that game. And all of a sudden, I want to thank Darnell Wright. I'm going to send a package to the, to the locker room, maybe a guy, some steaks or something, kicking the ball out of bounds, saved me from maybe Hutchinson recovering that ball in the end zone or somebody else 100%. and us not covering that and that game. You so, are 100% right. Yeah, so Carm right now, folks, I mean, he's got to get it together. He's 17-8-1. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? And I'm 19-15-3. And, uh, and, and you know what? I compute that to like, uh, what are we, 36-23-4. and 23 and four. So come on. It's Quit great. It. Huh? Can't beat it. And, 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 and then we had a winner from Brendan. Yeah, we did. Uh, absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, great uh, great stuff that we've been giving out you for, for everybody. You have a turkey at home? Uh, having turkey over my brothers. Yes, indeed. There what are go. you guys doing? You having turkey? We're going to have it at our, at our house. But I'm going to tell you something. There's this new thing I may try. It's called Steaksgiving. Steaksgiving, I love that. Where you that. have the steak with the sides, the, the turkey sides, but you have a steak instead. I, I got to be honest, I like. But that I don't little... know if I could do that I, on Thanksgiving. I've been I doing know. this for, for seven decades. Nothing. You know? I, I mean, I, I love Thanksgiving, and nothing against turkey. But the steak is better with all the it sides. Is. I'm with, with you. With all the sides, give me the give me the ribeye. Give me the New York strip with the with the mash with the dressing. Oh, the, forget you know, about it. Throw the cranberries on it. Let's go to work. Forget about it. Fantastic. Yep. Let's talk about the Thanksgiving Day games, Mike. We're gonna give everybody a little bit of breakdown of all three of these. Uh, you got pretty big point spreads in all of them, but we're gonna break them down anyway. And we'll start, of course, with the first game. Uh, as always, it is the Lions hosting the Packers to kick off your holiday on Thursday, and the Lions are laying seven and a half. Total in the game is 46 and a half. They were laying seven and a half last week. They failed to cover. We just took you through that. It took a Thank miracle you. for them to even win. Uh, as good as Detroit has been, the Lions have still allowed their last two opponents, the Bears and the Chargers, to score 64 points, accumulate over 750 yards of offense, and gain 49 total first downs. The Lions have lost six straight on Thanksgiving. 
I think they'll win this game, but will they cover by that margin in a division game where they've been a little bit more tooth and nail these last couple of weeks, Mike? I got to agree. And you know what? Uh, Goff played a bad game last week. We Will he play another bad game? The Bears played pretty good defense. It was a shame they lost that game because we would have been talking about how much better the defense had been instead it broke. Uh, and, and now Detroit, uh, are they going to put on a show? Uh, on Thanksgiving, because like Carm says, uh, they don't win on Thanksgiving. I mean, since I was a kid, whether it was Tiger Stadium, Briggs Stadium before that, okay, uh, the, the the Silver Dome, every, I don't care what venue they played at, they've gotten their brains beat in. They haven't been a regular winning entry since the 50s. This is their chance mm. to show the nation. I would probably lean, it wouldn't be my main play, uh, couch change, maybe on Detroit to put on a show tomorrow. Okay, interesting. Uh, I like the angle there. Is, uh, they, they've got the mojo going. I'll give them that. And they and got a bounce back. They know they should have lost, Carmen. They know. Game. You're right. They know they stole one. You're That's right about right. that. Yeah. yeah. And now you got a division game where you can kind of stretch your legs even more right. uh, with the Bears then playing the Vikings. But on it's Monday an old night. play for me. But if me you want to just do couch change, throw it. I mean, I, I always put something on a game. I can't watch any game without money on it. You know, Especially on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Oh, maybe find absolutely. a good prop or something like that. Yeah. Do you know why? know a guy who I won't mention his name his uh his mother-in-law has Thanksgiving but they are not allowed to watch football I go she wouldn't be my mother-in-law for long be tough she wouldn't be my mother-in-law for long be a tough way to go 10 minutes there take the leftovers and get out that's it that'd be a tough way to go it's too much a part of the tradition at this point it is how do you do that I don't know second game commanders and cowboys from big D where the cowboys are laying a big number 12 and a half total in the game 48 as we sit here right now taping the show on Wednesday Washington turned it over six times in the loss to the Giants last week ouch See if uh, Ron Rivera can uh, rally them and get them to bounce back. Uh, after playing the Giants, Panthers, and Washington over a three-week stretch, and the Commanders have won the first two of those, uh, it's going to get real for Dallas after yeah. tomorrow, Mike. Their next five are home against Seattle, home against Philly, at Buffalo, at Miami, and then home against the Lions. I don't know if they're going to get caught looking ahead or if they realize the importance of a good showing here just to secure that a victory with a very tough stretch coming up over the next month plus. But uh, this does seem like a mismatch. I mean, Dak could feast on this Washington D. The commanders have allowed an NFL-high 24 touchdown passes this season, and opposing quarterbacks have the highest rating in the league against this defense. Washington ranks 29th. Uh, in defensive pass efficiency. I just don't like this matchup very much for the commanders, and I think the Cowboys can get out and stretch their legs a little bit in this game. Well, you know, you heard the shouting in the lunchroom uh, about 10 minutes ago. Eric was yelling at me, and, you know, (laughs) bring something different to the table. We're tired of hearing you went nose to nose with Albert Bell, okay? (laughs) We don't care, all right? And so I did. I, I did some research, and I didn't know this. The Cowboys, their last 13 Thanksgiving games, mm-hmm. are 1-12 against the spread. How about that? That's yeah. a good little nugget. <laughs> I, I, I had to come up with something. Eric that, gave me the eye. That's a good G- little yeah, nugget. Yeah, gave me the, the, the eagle eye. So so that is, I mean, if they're at home, they who knows? You know these football players. The wife is preparing turkey at mm. uh, 11, and they're digging into the turkey by noon, and yeah. they got a game in the afternoon. Or they're I mean, racing to get home afterwards. Oh, yeah, you, you know, sl- there's yeah. distractions. Washington just got off an embarrassment. They did. I may have a pick on this game. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. I like it. Look forward to that. I mean, Washington. what are the chances? And Chico Rivera, 
The one thing that can get you fired is losing to the Giants twice. Losing to Tommy DeVito for crying out loud. I mean, come no, on. wait a minute. He's a good kid. Did you see the kid's celebration? It made me proud. I cried. He put his fist in the air. I, you know, this is where Ron Rivera normally gets his guys to rally, so we'll see if he can do it. It is a well, big number. you know, number. his guys are gone, though. That's the thing we Well, forget. they traded two key guys. That's yeah, true. two key guys. Chase Young and Sweat. And then, you know, but I, I'd like to see Ronnie keep this one close, okay? Because Dallas does not I, at home. On Thanksgiving, they co- they win maybe, but they, but don't, they cover. don't cover. Interesting. Nope. I love that and angle. it's a big spread. And the night game, uh, to wrap up the Thanksgiving Day games, 49ers travel up the coast to Seattle for a divisional matchup against the Seahawks. Uh, intradivision home dog here in a big one. The Seahawks catching seven, 43 and a half the total. The big story, Geno Smith banged up, uh, now having to play in a short week. He's got a right arm slash elbow injury. That could be bad. It's something you just have to yeah. monitor at this point, uh, at this point, folks. Shani lost eight of his first 10 matchups against Pete Carroll, but he has righted the ship here recently, winning three straight, including the playoff win with a great second half earlier this year in January uh, during the 2021, uh, 2022 excuse me, uh, NFL playoffs. So uh, 49ers have looked great since the bye, Mike. Let's face it, six touchdowns, zero interceptions for Brock Purdy over the last two games. He now leads the NFL in completion percentage, a, uh, EPA plus completion percentage over expectation, touchdown percentage, yards per attempt, quarterback rating, and total QBR, and he's still 15-1 to 1 for MVP. And let me tell you something, folks. I mean, this is one of the deals. I had Seattle last week in a media pool, okay? I yeah. lose that game because they're minus one. But I bet them, okay, and I cover, okay? Pete Carroll, if the Bears announced that Pete Carroll at 71 years old and Geno Smith was coming with them to the Bears tomorrow, I'd take them. Because Geno Smith went down, they're winning that game. They're winning 17-6. to And they would have been 7-3. to I'm sort of leaning to Seattle here, and Pete Carroll can coach. He man. can coach. He can flat-out coach. I watched <laughs> him. He's taking Geno Smith. He was a bum, folks. He really was, and he was expected to do some big things in other places. And he gets hurt, and they brought in that Drew Locke, who if he was a horse, well, and he, right. would, he would have been shot behind a barn. Had had, okay. Drew, had Gino not gotten hurt, you wonder if they would have been I stuck on those 16. I know, you're right about that. I, like- I win the game, and you know I still had a decent week. I, I saved, because I think I'm the only guy on the planet that took the Eagles. Yeah, smart. Good call. Yeah, I mean, my God. I don't know how the hell that happened. I don't, oh my God, that well, I don't crazy. either. I went to bed. Oh I had the thumb in my mouth. I was in the fetal position. <laughs> I got up, and I was running around the house. When I found out, I checked the iPad, you know. The I checked the iPad at 4 in the morning. Next thing you know, I can't sleep. I was so happy. The Chiefs haven't scored a second-half touchdown on offense oh, since October 22nd. Yeah. Are well, you kidding me? Well, last week I heard, uh, I, I heard a couple weeks ago that they said that both Reed and Nagy uh, call the plays now. Collingsworth said that. I don't think, you know what, I do know this. It's got something to do with Nagy somewhere yeah. to go to average five points in the second half the last Terrible. three weeks. All right, don't go anywhere, folks. We've got so much to do. We're going to oh, talk yeah. Monday night football, little Bears-Vikings. we got Ohio State-Michigan. Uh, we got to get after it. We're going to get ponies from Jim Miller. Luke Pergandy will join us. So we're cruising along Thanksgiving uh, uh, weekend edition. We're glad to be along with you. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike Norris and Carmen DeFalco. 
Another week, another episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. As always, loaded holiday weekend. We roll into the holiday season. What a glorious time of year. Week 12 in the NFL. Week 13 uh, in the college game. We're breaking it all down. Remember, you can listen uh, on demand each and every weekend. Just make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay Saturday morning from 8 until 9. And so much great action to talk about, Mikey. Uh, week 12, the Bears will wrap Week 12 in the NFL with a little Monday night football game against the Vikings in Minneapolis. Always good to have these uh, division games, right? Yeah, Carb, and you know what? Another winning week for us at Ford, two combined, uh, along with Brendan Riley. And I'll tell you what, the Bears, I sort of uh, am leaning their way. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, if it was Cousins, I wouldn't. And, and, I'm with, and, and the line would be bigger if it weren't co- if Cousins oh, were playing. Yeah, I think it would probably be like uh, uh, four and a half, five, maybe six. I, maybe six, yeah. yeah. And I see Josh Dobbs is playing. I don't see a lot of players on that team that scare me. I think that the Bears, it's a shame they lost last week. They could have won that and should have won that football game like Justin Fields said. I think they're all culpable from the coaching staff to Justin Fields. Uh, when Hutchinson, look. First of all, you don't call a play where your feet are planted in the ground like you're Joe Flacco for the last, you know, where you're trying to get into field goal range and you don't see Hutchinson. you got to be aware of him. But I just think that they've, they're getting close. I'm not completely down on them. I know it was a bad loss. Uh, not everybody's going to be fired because you'd have to fire almost the whole team. Not everybody played. You know, they collapsed in the fourth yeah, quarter. they did. The defense did. The, the defense, quarterback yeah. did. The coaching staff did. Everybody did. So... I like, I'm sort of leaning the Bears right now, three and a half against a team that doesn't have their quarterback, but boy, Minnesota's come on like gangbusters, and their coach, and I know we're going to talk to Luke about it, he should be coach of the year, maybe. Yeah, he's been great. They not only don't have their quarterback who is playing out of this world, they don't have maybe the best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson. And they're still winning. They're still winning. I mean, he's been, uh, you know, he's in that window. We are, you know, Mm -hmm. as as we're doing the show, it's it's just too early in the week for us to know what's going to happen Monday night, if they're going to activate him or not. picks this week. Folks. It is. It's a little tough. Um, yep. I, you, the sharp money's on the side of Mike. A lot of a lot of sharp yep. money. Grab Bears plus four at open. Uh, three and a half. A lot of the smart sharp betters still really like the Bears over the field goal. Uh, they have now lost twelve straight oh. division games. That is tied for the longest losing streak inside the division in franchise history for the Bears. So if they were to lose Monday night, this is going to set a new record. The other streak of 12 straight division losses occurred from December 15, 1968 to December 5, 1970. The Bears scored fewer than 10 points in six of those 12. And I wasn't born for that, but I guarantee you, Mike, remember some of that. I, uh, I never thought I'd live the Titanic twice oh, in a Oh, my God, Mike. I never, I, and I got to be honest with you, I've been looking back, and I went to all those games. We snuck in, me and my buddies, Wrigley Field. 68, 69, 70. You're talking Gale Sayers for certain 60. Yeah. So 68. You had Bobby Douglas. You had Bob Avellini. Uh, Jim Dooley was the coach. Those teams were horrible. Mm. These teams are better. The quarterbacks, Bobby Douglas and Justin Fields, very similar. Mm-hmm. Passing-wise, not at all that accurate. Uh, but Bobby used to tell me, I mean, George Farmer and Jim Seymour, we had two white receivers, Okay. That's all I'm going to tell you. I, I got to be straight up. One was from Notre Dame. The other one was from UCLA. And they were just, we had Cyril Pinder. 
We had players that just mm-hmm. were finished. This team is better, and that's why it's a shame they lost that game. Because yeah. I think Justin Fields, for the people that are arguing there's not enough, they, you can't use there's not enough around him anymore. I know. He's got DJ Moore. You got Komet, who's, who, who was having a hell of a year. The line's been doing better. So, you know what? They got to get a win. I, I sort of, you know who they missed, Carmen? I brought it up to you earlier, and you thought the running backs were all right. I'm not going to disagree. They can run. But the low back situation yeah. where your runners get hurt weekly, weekly. Now, Montgomery, that didn't happen to him. And now Detroit's got that low back. And Montgomery gained 900, had 923 carries in four years for the Bears, folks. That's, a lot. That's not going to happen here. No. Yeah. That's what they got to get. And that was a mistake by letting him go out amongst a couple of other mis- of people that they've let go that were mistakes. That division losing streak really should have ended last Sunday, but the Bears Absolutely. let it get away. They'll try to end it this uh, weekend, Monday night, when they wrap mm-hmm. Week 12. They got to get ready for Brian Flores' defense. It is blitzing at a historic rate. The Vikings bring pressure on more than 47% of opponents' dropbacks. The Giants are next closest at 40%. It's incredible. Do you know if the Bears would have come out in the fourth quarter and played the same offense that they played in the first quarter, they wouldn't that game running away? Yeah, probably. They played scared. And if they play defense the same way, if they I tackle, agree, if they get guys down in bounds and don't but let them get out of bounds But you know what? When you clock. get four turnovers in a game, you got to put up more than one touchdown yeah. each half. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. They they went for the that's field fair. goal. I mean, Eberflus goes for the fourth and one when coaches uh, are going that, for it. They're going fourth. They're, they're kicking field goals. That, that was one. a mistake. More than the fourth and five. I get making nine, 12. You know, right, I get that. I get like, that, that's, you're right about that, Mike. I mean, to be at the 23 yard line and you have got, about, you had fourth and a foot. You have fourth and a foot and you're kicking a field goal. I'm in with this you. Day and age? Not Come good. On. Not, Not good. good at all. I'm with you on that one. Yep. Totally. Um, all right, we'll get to some more uh, NFL action in just a little bit. But, you know, maybe the biggest game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's face it. It is Ohio State and Michigan from Ann Arbor, where Michigan Jimmy. is laying three. That's right. Jimmy! Jimmy! <laughs> uh, Michigan laying three. 46 and a half is the total in the game. Michigan has won the last two meetings by a combined score of 87 to 50. Now, the last time Michigan won three straight in this rivalry, you got to go back to the Lloyd Carr days where he was dominating this rivalry in the 90s. 95 to 97. This will be Where's the... Jimmy? Fourteenth time, yeah, that both schools are ranked inside the top five when squaring off. That's amazing. That's why this rivalry is so special. You got two of the best defenses in the country going head to head, Mike. I know uh, they haven't. Neither team has really played uh, a dominant set of offenses this year, but these defenses have been incredible on offense. The Buckeyes have been slightly better in terms of yards per play, but Michigan is averaging more points per game, and the Wolverines have a better overall passing efficiency. Keep an eye on this lower body injury for J.J. McCarthy. Looked a little bit more hobbled in that game against Maryland last week, and that was a little too close for comfort for some Michigan fans, I think, last Saturday. Absolutely, and uh, that was without Jimmy there. They played conservative. There's no question about that. Ryan Day reminds me of every 11.30 midnight bartender at some lonely bar I used to walk in. The guy with the beard... Sort of heavy set, drinking a beer out of a mug. Uh, you know, I I just I I used to like Ohio State a hell of a lot more than I do now. I'm a big Michigan thing now because of the sides team. Yeah, right. Else. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. You know, I love Jimmy because he 
He rubs it in her face by trying to look like Woody Hayes while dressed like Bo <laughs> He wears the khaki. He's got, I want him to come out. That's and, great. You know, Woody Hayes basically, folks. He does look like Woody Hayes a little now oh, that you say wait, that. wait, wait. He, he dresses. Wait, you know what he should do this week? Dress like Woody Hayes. Come That's out amazing. like. If you've ever gone to any grocery store, do you remember the movie Ted? Of course. Remember the guy? The grocery manager yes. with the short sleeve white shirt and so, tie. It's the best. That's Woody Hayes. And that's how Jimmy should come out in well, the white shirt. He can't even shirt. be there, though. Like, wait, he, he's got to be, uh, like, how close oh, yeah, to the campus? Oh, yeah, that's right. He can't be near. I, I, I don't know how close to-, to the campus he could get, but how hilarious would that be? I mean, he looks like Woody Hayes. That's and uh, Ryan Day looks like a bartender in Madison at one in the morning. I never really thought it's of hilarious. that. Right. I it's hilarious. I hope so Michigan. Funny. I want Michigan to win. I think that. Uh, but I do know that Jimmy, in fairness, and I love Jimmy, but you can't say I'm going to fight you to the death. And I think he did this. Now, some people are saying, because that means he did it. No, folks. People cut deals all the time. They don't want to go through the hassle and put their team Well, yeah, and I think my guess is he did this now so that they don't have to deal with the potential right. Big Ten championship or playoff suspension. You yeah, know? can you imagine? You don't want yeah. to sit there in the playoffs. No, no, of course not. Like Because if they win, yeah, that, uh, and then you'd, th- you'd figure they would beat Ohio. Uh, and Iowa. I wasn't if they win this weekend, they'll they beat dropped, Iowa next weekend. I wasn't surprised they dropped Florida State to fifth because they lost their quarterback. Well, because Jordan if, Travis is out, yeah. But if they go undefeated, I don't care. Oh, I heard somebody say today, well, they'll get beat up. They'll get wiped out. That's every year in the playoffs, even when they got first three right. quarterbacks playing, right? Yeah, like that. that is a that's a crappy well, what happens for Florida if, State. Well, but, I know it is. It sucks, but yeah. what are you going to do? Uh, no play for me on this game. Let's just nah. sit back and enjoy a good one, hopefully, yeah, Ohio State Is that an 11 o'clock game? That is, uh, that game kicks off at 11 or 1? Let me double-check that real quick. I'm because, trying to think, you know, they, last year they, they kicked that, off at 11. Or do they start that like a an hour later, I wonder, if they started at noon um, when they do that. Last Hold year on. they started at 11. I couldn't believe it. It's a marquee game. Hold on. I'm going to get the exact time. Take uh, your time, Carl. 11 o'clock It start. is 11. No, yeah. I thought for a second, did they start that because Can of the holiday? Explain that Do they start it at noon? But yeah, they started at 11. It's big Why Fox. would you Big play? game on a big Saturday. That Fox. should be a 6 o'clock in the evening game. That should be under the lights. I think yeah. it's always yeah. historically, they've always kept it in this yeah. spot, though. That early game. They keep game. it there. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll hit up some more uh, great action around the National Football League. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk to Luke Pergandy, all the usual fun stuff, and, of course, uh, Jim Miller a little bit later on and our best plays. Don't go anywhere. We're cruising along. Lots to do, lots to get you ready for on this holiday weekend. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode, holiday episode, Thanksgiving weekend episode of the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. Happy to be along with everybody once again, celebrating these festive times. And we bring in one of our favorites, celebrated a birthday uh, this week. One of the founding members of PropSwap.com and that free and easy-to-use PropSwap app. Make sure you have it. It's Luke Pergandy. Oh, happy birthday. Hi, Mike. Hi, Carm. Happy, happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. How old are we, Luke? 35. 35. Wow. Living the dream. Love it. My knees didn't hurt then. That right. Nothing hurts yet. No. Just wait. Give it another 10 awesome. years yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, it's a great time uh, to celebrate oh, yeah. your birthday, celebrate Thanksgiving. we got so many great games we're talking about. I was, or A little earlier when we were talking about the Thanksgiving games in the nightcap, I was rattling off some of the stats uh, of Brock Purdy and just how good he's been. And there was a little hiccup there, but since the bye, they've righted the ship, Luke. And 
I, I mean, I was rattling off for Mike all, all the categories, the statistical categories, both counting statistics and advanced metrics in which he leads the NFL. He's still 15 to one, uh, Luke, yeah. to be uh, MVP. You know, you look, and I think we brought up Dak maybe last Dak, week. Dak. You look at a guy like Dak at 16 to one, Purdy at 15 to one. And at the very least, as we enter this critical portion of the season, if you're looking for guys with longer double digit odds right now, uh, those are a couple of the names I would look at that could climb the board as we hit, um, you know, mid to late December in the next month. Totally agree. I, I don't really understand why Jalen Hurts is getting so much love. Like, the Eagles are the best team. I definitely agree with that. He's still not playing that great. Yeah. The Eagles are playing great, but Jalen specifically, I don't think should be plus 250. I think to your point, like, if you're getting seven times more your money on a, a guy like Dak or Brock versus mm-hmm. Jalen, I, I completely agree. I think those numbers should be much closer. Eagles still have a really tough schedule ahead of them. That's with the Bills, that's with the Niners, that's with the Cowboys. So, you know, difficult road for Philly. And, um, yeah, completely agree on, on both Brock and Dak. There's there's tons of value there. Let's talk coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's guy, mm-hmm. okay, and they got a game against the Bears. And I know that, uh, you know, uh, Cousins got hurt. He's done a good job. But let's talk about Houston's guy also. Mm-hmm. Um, Demi- uh, DeMarco, have they, have they started to climb I mean, there's cup. Demarco Ryan's an unknown. O'Con- O'Donnell's an unknown. Uh, basically, for Minnesota, are they relevant right now, or is there somebody else in the mix? Yeah, yeah. Demico Ryan's is second place right now. So it goes Dan Campbell plus one fifty. Demico Ryan's plus three fifty. Mm-hmm. Like to me, the Lions should have won it last year. Like I, they yeah, took the lead last year, year. right? And coming, you know, it's like coming into this year, like they were they were supposed to be good. I mean, they have an incredible roster. You of course. Uh, pick up Jameer Gibbs. You get David Montgomery. Good backfield. Golf continues to improve in that offense. Their OC is, is great. Houston um, was predicted John, to win three, John, four games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Houston, Mike? Four games, yeah. Houston, Houston. was produced, uh, supposed to win two, three games. Four. I and, think their total yeah. is four. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, bot- bottom of the NFL. Nobody thought this team was going to be relevant at all. So, I, I, to me, like, I would think D'Amico Ryan should win this. And, yep. you know, we've talked about C.J. Stroud on this show. Like, what, what D'Amico and Ryan's and C.J. Stroud are doing in Houston is, to me, the, the best story of the year so far. Everyone else has been, for the most part, consistent with their expectations. We thought the Dolphins would be good if Tua could stay healthy. We thought the Lions would win the NFC North. So, that's... That stuff's as expected. I agree with you, Mike, on Kevin O'Connell on Minnesota. That's a that's a nice one too. They're they're they've won like five out of six. They won five out of uh, six. Yep. Yeah. Like they're, they're with their right quarterback down with Cousins down. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's so, impressive. Yeah, How about so comeback I, those, player of the year? You, How about comeback player of the year? I mean, uh, it's some, there was there's discussion that if you're supposed to be good but you were hurt. And then you you play well that you should get comeback player of the year. I always thought it was uh, somebody who had a bad year and then bounced back. I mean, is there any criteria for it? Because it seems to me that it's a little bit muddled. Yeah, I think in any other year besides the guy that basically you know was unconscious, essentially dead on the field last year, of course with Demar Hamlin, and then you know was yeah, able to be resuscitated. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you not? Yeah. And he's played a few snaps. Now, I thought he was relative to what uh, the preseason predictions for him playing where he has played less than that, but my goodness, you know, to play it all mm-hmm. this year is, is pretty impressive. So I think they're going to give it to him. Like yeah. maybe if Aaron Rodgers had came back, like there could have been some buzz there. I, you know, there's maybe a 
10% chance he plays in a regular season game. It's certainly not helping his cause that the Jets think, and they yeah, right. turn to this backup who is, you know, like they're they're terrible. So I, yeah, I, I think it's DeMars to lose. He's minus 150. To be honest, I think he should be even more heavier minus money, like a minus 400. I, I just, mm-hmm. I can't see any other player winning this thing. I can't either. Not because the narrative you just nailed it, I think. Oh, so that because he, you know what, because their secondary's been depleted this year, and they still made him inactive. Yeah, he still hasn't played all that much, He I has know, not played all yeah. that much. Yeah. He hasn't been in uniform. Yeah. So, I know he came back and he's actually alive. I guess that's the whole thing we're yeah. talking about here. It was such a drastic situation that even if a guy came back and gained 2,000 yards on the knee injury, the other guy came back from dying. Yeah. You know, he's still on the team. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Bo Nix, if they don't lose uh, these last two weeks, Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman, isn't he? Uh, Yes. They have to win these last two weeks, though. Right. So, you know, we talked about this on our podcast. We had uh, Ian and my co-friend and myself had a super long debate, like, to me, so the national championship odds, Washington is 13 to 1, but Oregon is plus 650. Mm. Washington's already playing in the Pac 12 championship. Oregon mm. is not. If Oregon loses to Oregon State this weekend, they're out. Yes. And Arizona, my alma mater would get in. They've, they've been crazy hot mm-hmm. over the last six weeks. Jed Fish down there. But my point is, Oregon still has to beat Oregon State, which is a rivalry game. They have, you know, a former Heisman hopeful and a Wagalale from, from Clemson, Oregon State does. But that's no. That's no steamroll game. So, um, but yes, I I agree, Carm. If Bo Nix wins both of these next two games, he should win the Heisman. Yeah, I'll tell you what's great. I mean, it comes into my argument about the defense of the of the Pac-12. He got benched at Auburn, folks, and now he goes to the Pac-12 and he's throwing six touchdowns in a game. He's something. That tree, oh, he's something in the Pac-12. Yeah, the Pac-12, I know. And it's... I know he didn't have. The, he went where there were better players, no doubt. But the defense, and I, I it's just a. A shock, and I don't know what his odds were at the beginning of the year. I didn't see this coming, but what a transfer job by him. Amazing. My yeah. God. His last two yeah, years no, in Oregon, it's, it's, it's been great. Yeah. Totally. It's ironic. All three of the guys at the top of the Heisman board are transferred. All Jane three. Daniels Absolutely. Went to ASU. Yep. Bo Nix, Auburn, and Michael Penix to Indiana. All yep. three of them are yep. all transfer quarterbacks. Go so, to I the mean, paradise of quarterbacks where there's nobody in your way. Yeah. That's the Pac-12, man. All wow. three, but yeah. it's funny. Jaden Daniels transferred from the Pac-12 to the SEC, and right, uh, exactly. you know, and and, and he still he still might win it if Bo Nix gets tripped up. Losses, I would think Carmen. they win. I would think he wins it though. With three losses, oh, for sure. With if Bo Nix, if they lose to if they lose to Oregon State, Jane Daniels is going to win. I, I, still I think, think so. Which one is Daniels the kid from, uh, from at, at LSU? No, but they have three losses. They do, don't they? but I, but I, they do, and we talked about it last week. And I know it sounds crazy, but his stats are mind-bogglingly good. And if Bo Nix, I'm with Luke. If wow. if Oregon loses this week or next, mm-hmm. I think Jay Daniels is going to win this award. Yeah, you, guys. And you know what? It's yeah. crazy. Paul Horning won the Heisman for Notre Dame. They were one and nine. Wow, is won. that right? I didn't. I don't think I realized that. Yeah. Tell me how impressed oh, you are. Wow. Yeah, no. No, that's, that's a great stat. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. Two, um, other, two, two other recent quarterbacks who did not go to the national championship that won, Johnny Manziel and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, good call. So there's, there's precedent the here precedent. Of, of quarterbacks that led their teams to yeah. not a quote-unquote, you know, uh, unbelievable season that have won the Heisman. So there's, there's two guys I'm, in about seven years that did it. I miss Johnny Manziel. Oh, please. How much we're talking about this on the, the offline. How much NIL money do you think Johnny uh, Manziel would have made oh if, my God. if he was quarterback now? Can you imagine? Uh, no. I mean, 50 million? Like, oh, it would have been a lot. <laughs> yep. It would have been a lot. Yeah. 
Luke, have a great uh, or happy uh, birthday and happy Thanksgiving yeah, and everything will. else. And uh, thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, have a great weekend, and we'll catch up again next Friday, okay? Sounds good, guys. Have a good Thanksgiving. All right, buddy. There he is, <laughs> Luke Pergandy from uh, Prop Swap, uh, joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Oh, we still got more to do, more games to break down. Jim Miller's going to give us ponies. We'll give you our best plays. So don't go anywhere, folks. We're cruising along. What a football weekend uh, it is upon us. We're the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. The Odds Couple, with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. I mean, so much to get ready for. We've already broken out a lot. we got more to do. Jim Miller in a little bit here with some ponies for your uh, weekend action, and then we'll give you our best plays. And as Mike uh, mentioned earlier, we just keep giving out winners. That's what we yeah, do absolutely. here on The Odds Couple. we got a full slate, Mikey. No buys in the NFL this week. So much action between Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and then we got games Sunday. We talked Bears-Vikings a little earlier. That's How about NFL on Friday? How yeah, about that? NFL yeah. on Friday. I mean, they're, they're worldwide dominance. That's what they're looking for, That's Mike. That's it, baby. Uh, how about Steelers-Bengals as we got uh, some changes here, right? New OC for the Steelers, new quarterback for the Bengals. It sucks for Joe Burrow. He is out for the rest of the year with the injury. Uh, so the Bengals are at home as the one-point underdog in this division matchup against the Steelers. First time since 1941 that the Steelers made any sort of significant in-season coaching change. That's how bad it was for Matt Canada in this offense. Is it going to matter at the end of the day, Mike? Well, the luck's starting to run out on Tomlin. I mean, they missed the playoffs by one game last year when he benched Mitch. Pickett came around. Now I hear the fan base wants Pickett gone. Uh, I want to see what they do in one week with the new OC and see how uh, Pickett does. I'll be fair to him, but I mean, you know, they say he... His average pass has been like two yards. It's terrible. It, it throws behind it's the chains. Just, he doesn't yeah. even throw ahead of the chains. So we'll see what happens in fairness. I don't know. This is a no-play game for me, which mm. is unusual for like a picket minus one type of mm. situation. It should be an easy game to pick. Uh, but I think if you're going to look for a low-scoring game, this is the one you got to look at at 17-14. It could go either way. I won't touch it. Yeah, probably not a game I'm going to touch no. either. Too much uncertainty here. Uh, I can give you another one that I'm not going to touch, but I'll just bring it up. It's Patriots at Giants. You talk about holding wow. your nose. Uh, I mean, this is ugly. Mac Jones thinks he's going to start. I don't know if, what Belichick is thinking. Who knows? I mean, really. Tommy, Tommy DeVito's starting. starting, that's for sure. Oh, I uh, love that guy. Giants at home getting three <laughs> against the Patriots. The only reason I bring this up is because it's kind of important for the Bears. Look, the Pats have two wins. The Giants have three. New England has a slightly tougher schedule over the final seven weeks. I, I think from a Bears perspective about draft, you know, uh, where you're going to land in the draft, like you kind of want the Patriots to win this game and get to a third victory, I guess. Yeah, you know what? Uh, look, Bill Belichick, he hasn't said anything, you know, about all Never. the rumors and everything. Not saying a word. Uh, I respect the guy a hell of a lot. He did amazing stuff. I think he's going to be gone next year, but nobody's going to tell me mm. he wants this to happen to him uh, from a team that he used to coach for. Yeah, uh, the New York Giants he used to be the assistant coach yep. with Bill Parcells. Yep. So uh, I, I lean that way, but boy, I'll tell you the two teams. If you want to look at the minimal amount of losses that Carmen and I are experiencing this year, you can look at the Patriots yeah. and the Giants. Tell me about the it. Giants were my 
nemesis so far this year. They're one of the top five teams at not covering. Yep. And guess who the other team is? The Patriots. New England Patriots, yeah, ladies brutal. and gentlemen. Amen. You nailed Period. that. Yeah. Yep. It's like, ugh, just trying so to stay away from So you don't know what them. to expect here. I like that Dable won that game, and he won it pretty good. Yeah, he did. He did. And they it capitalized like on all those takeaways. It was a cakewalk. Yeah, they capitalized on all those yep. takeaways. 34 and a half is the total. Another one of those stinky And totals. they're laughing at Iowa. Yeah, I mean, my God. Iowa's 20, like 26. 26 and a half. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I want them to play a Pac-12 team and win 13 and 3. <laughs> That's what I want. I want USC. I want to Caleb so he goes crying. It I would, want him. It would be great to see. Just Wouldn't I it? want to see how that plays that out. That should be the ball. You want the Outback Bowl? Oh, my God. You want an Outback Bowl that will draw eyes? Caleb Williams against Iowa, and that would be a great game of two Different types of football teams, So man. crazy. Awesome. Well, speaking of those crazy games that we get now. Uh, I love crazy games. In the Pac-12. I mean, Oregon yeah. State, Oregon's oh. another one of those. This might be it for the Civil War. It's kind of sad that uh, this sad. great rivalry's coming to an end, Mike. Yeah, there's a lot of rivalries coming to an end, and I can't wait to tell kids as a coach for UCLA, come on in, and uh, you play for us. You'll play in the sunshine four out of the uh, 12 weeks. You'll be at Rutgers. You'll be going to Michigan, where you used to be able to play on the West Coast for the most part in nice weather. Mm. I don't believe what's going on here. The Pac-12's having one of the great years they've had since uh, the 60s and 70s, and they're breaking up. And they're breaking up, and it started with the no-TV deal. It was badly managed, and it's just an absolute shame. And I cannot believe that UCLA is going to be in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's For pretty... a guy like me that grew up in the 60s, 70s, watching these great teams, oh. USC, O.J. Simpson, Gary Beban, I mean, Ty, uh, Anthony Davis, they're going to be in another league. That's crazy, man. The whole thing's changing. The whole yep. landscape's changing. If you're listening to uh, this week's show, if you're listening uh, Saturday morning here, the Encore replay, this game will have already uh, concluded. This is one of the Friday night games, Oregon yep. State and Oregon. The, it could be the last ever Civil War from Eugene, uh, but one of the, the better games, I think, potentially on the schedule this weekend. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, that's great because you can hear us talk about it. But uh, Oregon laying a pretty big number at 14. You know, uh, we talked with Luke about Bo Nix, how good he's been. Wow. If he wins out, he's probably the Heisman winner. I tell you, Oregon State's been a fun little scrappy team. They Mike, their three losses are by a combined eight Points, because not even they, three a game. They play pretty good defense. Well, and they do. You're, they're yes. one of the teams that actually get after Absolutely, a little bit, and Garth. they run the ball well. Absolutely. They play they play football the way I like it. They play defense in a league that's dominated by quarterbacks and speed. And I think they, that's how they figured out. We If we can't, if you can't beat them, join them, yeah. not for Oregon State. They play defense, and they try to run. They try to change it up against these teams that are used to high pass. They, they've been fun. The Beavers are 6-3 and three against the spread as an underdog since 2021. Uh, you know, no play for me on this nope. game, uh, to be honest. I hope it's just an entertaining one. But maybe Oregon State uh, does something dramatic just trying to spoil the party for Oregon. It's great in-state rival here and uh, potentially what could be the last time that they face each other. Bama-Auburn Iron Bowl this year, not very Ooh. good because Auburn's so bad, Mike. you got a huge yeah. point spread here. Bama is going on the road to Jordan-Hare Stadium. Because Bo Nix is gone. Because <laughs> Bo Nix is gone, right. And uh, Bama on the road at Jordan-Hare laying 14, laying two touchdowns in a great rivalry game in the Iron Bowl on Saturday. Somehow afternoon. they're going to get in if Bama wins. Mm, Somehow. There's like nine teams with one loss. Somehow. Some way. Nick Saban's going to figure out a way to get in, and I won't be upset. Well, wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, but I'm serious. It's, it's looking like, I mean, 
there could be two SEC teams in there. I I mean, what happens if the Big Ten, uh, Ohio State wins? I think you got to probably let them in, but then they still got to play in the championship game. Yeah. And uh, right. then you got the Pac-12. I mean, and then the Big 12, I think they might be the odds I went out this that year. That could be, think? yeah. Like, yeah. if Texas wins out, like... Well, everybody's be... saying now, Kirk Herbstreit thinks Texas should be in. Like, if they win out, how do they not? They won at Bama? They like I... If you win at Bama and they let Bama in ahead of Texas, that, <laughs> that'd be crazy, the, right? That's I mean... the way it's been with... The SEC has been getting away with murder forever. That's so pretty, it's pretty wild. All right, yep. coming up, we're going to talk to Jim Miller. We'll get some ponies, and yep. then uh, we'll put a wrapper on this holiday edition of the the podcast of the Odds Couple. We'll give you our best play. So we got more to talk about, more fun to have, folks. We're coming right back. We're the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this holiday episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike and Carmen, catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, make sure that uh, you follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North, I should say X. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. And every it's week we get... It's always going to be Twitter, Always Carmen. Twitter, right? Sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. It'll always be Twitter to And me. it's going to be the San Diego Chargers. Right, old habits die hard. I mean, I just started recently saying the Texans. I've been saying the Oilers for the last 15 years. <laughs> uh, it's that time of the show to get some expert handicapping from one of the best in the business yeah. from Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on X, at Hawthorne Jim. And he joins us every week with some ponies for everybody to make a little bit more money. He is joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto guest hotline. Say hi to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, it's always going to be Twitter to me, too. Right? So no right. worries about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, this weekend, how crazy. Four days of NFL action this weekend. It's awesome. Awesome. Yes. And and the book is open, Jimmy. I mean, people can yep. come and watch. Uh, racing is Sunday and Monday with added races. No Saturday this holiday weekend. But the book is open for business, right? Yeah, book's open for business all weekend long. And I'll tell you, when you do have all this action going on, now you're into the college hoop season on top of college football with that great slate. NBA. NFL, NHL, you name it. So the book's not not only open, it's busy, and it'll be busy all weekend long. You got restaurants there, Jimmy? I haven't been out there yet to be uh, full confession. You got a restaurant. You're going to have turkey. You got the, uh, the waitresses walking around with turkey legs and them out to the <laughs> <Yeah>. restaurant. <laughs> that would be you great know? to have the turkey legs it going around be. on Thanksgiving. I'll tell you, yeah, food service, bar service, everything Good. will be open. Full serve there. Everybody's ready to go. There's live racing, too. The fairgrounds meet is open. Oakland just around the corner, along with the Gulfstream Park Championship meet. So really a great racing season, too. How about the uh, condition of the track? Uh, you know, we, we did obviously see, see a dip in. Uh, we saw the dip in temperatures as expected. We had a little rain earlier in the week. But how about track conditions for the weekend, Jimmy? Yeah, it really changes kind of what we do for track maintenance more than anything else. So we switch from just kind of having a crew on throughout the course of the daytime to going to three eight-hour shifts and just making sure we have track equipment on there 24-7. So that's what we're doing. There's always something going around that racetrack just to make sure that not only do you keep it from freezing, but just kind of to keep it conditioned in that as things do cool off, keeps everything ready. Because for us, the training session is from sunrise till about 1 p.m., racing in the evening, so you really do have that have to have that equipment on there all day long. All right, excellent. So for this holiday weekend, where are we wagering? Yeah, Fairgrounds down in New Orleans has just opened up, and they're going to have a great meet, guys. It's going to be a lot of full fields. It's a track with a setup very similar to Hawthorne, so that's where we're looking this weekend. Three horses at the Fairgrounds. We're going to bet them all across the board. 
start in race seven, bet the one. Candy Lover across the board. The horse has a lot of speed. Race eight, bet the five. Karimba across the board, a horse that loves the distance. And then race nine, bet the three. Bond Tempt Rule across the board, six to one for this first timer. All right, so down to NOLA for uh, Saturday racing up the fairgrounds. Race seven, the one horse across the board. Race eight, the five horse across the board. And race nine, the, did you say the? Three. Three horse. There we go. Thank you. Uh, the three horse across the board. Beautiful. Jimmy, happy Thanksgiving. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next Friday. Same to you guys. Good luck. Jimmy! Our guy, Jim Miller, over at Hawthorne. Again, the racing this weekend for everybody. It's Sunday and Monday, but the book open uh, for all of the NFL action, the college football, and as Jimmy said, the college basketball. It's fun time of year with the tournaments going on and everything like that. So lots to watch and wager on, Mikey. And with that said... Let's give some best plays for uh, Week 12 in the NFL slate, Week 13 college-wise. What are we liking this weekend, my you friend? You start out, uh, big guy. You're, All the, right. the, the, you're setting the pace right now, kicking some booty. I'm going to go to an NFL game first, and it's okay. the Bills on the road at the Eagles, where the Eagles are laying three and a half. Short week for Philly. Uh, they're playing a non-conference opponent this week with games against San Francisco and Dallas on deck. People probably know where I'm going here. And maybe this is suicide with uh, the horseshoe that the Eagles have up their rear end. But we're going to fade the Eagles after that uh, win on Monday night. I mean, it really took a lot. It took a lot of sloppiness out of the Kansas City Chiefs for the Eagles to win that game. We'll go ahead and grab the Bills getting north of the field goal as we tape on Wednesday. Bills plus the three and a half. Figured out some things, uh, even against a very good Jets defense uh, with their new offensive coordinator and some of their play calling last week. I think we'll see uh, that continue. And let's face it, Patrick Mahomes was moving the ball and was carving yeah. up that secondary. And if his, I should say this, if his receivers can hold on to the ball, wow. he would have carved up that Eagles secondary. So I think the Bills are going to score some points. I think they'll move the ball a little. Again, short week with games against the Niners and Dallas on deck. Let's fade the Eagles here and grab the Bills plus three and a half. All right, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you know, if you're looking to, to start getting some people to chirp about them, that's a good pick, Carm. You know, I'm... Uh, I'm going to go the over in the Bear game okay. Monday night. Uh, it was at 44, down to 43. Uh, I don't see the Bear defense stopping the Vikings. I don't necessarily see the Vikings defense, even though they're pretty, they've been playing well, completely stopping fields. I'm going to go the over. 43, Carl. I like that. Over 43 in Bears-Vikings. Okay. The way the Bears move the ball, I could see that. Uh, even against I mean, this Vikings defense. I could yeah, see that. Yeah, and you know what? I think, you know, what usually happens over the, it's time to get up off the floor after that loss. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Bears found something until they got conservative. I thought they found a rhythm the first three uh, three quarters. So I'm I'm trusting they can do that. If they did it against Detroit, they can do it against Minnesota. All right, I like it. Uh, all right, here we go to the Big Ten to Lincoln, where Nebraska is hosting Iowa. Nebraska is a two-point favorite. Iowa punched its ticket to the Big Ten title game last week. Nebraska tries to become bowl eligible. This will be their fourth crack at it after dropping three straight games to MSU, Maryland, and Wisconsin. I think they get it done. I think Matt Rule gets this team back to a bowl game. I think they get their sixth win. I know they really can't score, and they really can't win close games, which scares the hell out of me. They're just 3-17 and 17 straight up in their last 20 games, decided by a touchdown or less. But maybe Iowa's looking ahead here a little bit. 
to the Big Ten title game. There is no Cooper DeGene in their secondary, who's one of the best defensive players in the country. Now this defense has to go on the road. It's just such a big, important game for Nebraska. My God, if you can't win this game by a field goal and become bowl eligible, then what have you really fixed from uh, what went wrong under Scott Frost? So let's back Nebraska minus the two here in Lincoln on Friday afternoon. All right, and you know what? I mean, I've got to remind people that are Iowa people that want to see or people around the country want to see friends get fired. Nebraska tried that stuff. Mm. After they had uh, Solich and they had Bo Pelini, they wanted more. And it just hasn't worked out. Now, I do know this. Matt Rule's capable. He had great things to say about Iowa. It's going to be a tough game. Matt Rule looks just like another guy at the end of the bar, doesn't mm, he? He kind of does. <laughs> it just looks like. And uh, last but not least, I got just a fun bet. It's not going to go against my record. I, I, I'm just going to say that uh, I'm going to take a couple quarterbacks this weekend uh, t- uh, in prop bets uh, to throw for the most yards, okay? I like it. I'm going to take, uh, and, and uh, you know, people could take other things. So I'm going to take. Uh, uh, Goff to bounce back okay. at plus 400 to throw for the most yards of any quarterback Ooh, right. in the game. And uh, I'm also going to take, this is a good buy, uh, but Brock Purdy is at plus 550. So I'm going to just take those two, like and it. those will be my picks. But the only pick that's going to count is against the record. The other one's a Thanksgiving fun pick for That's everybody. a Thanksgiving fun pick. I that's like the it. little bonus on that. I'll give one bonus. more. I don't rarely give I, I love one more. Rarely do I give out three, but I'm going to give one more. I know. You're usually a one-two guy, but you're invincible, my I, friend. I don't know. I, I just I got a good feeling about this one, too. This is uh, another big rivalry college game. This is sat- late afternoon on Saturday. Washington at home against Washington State. Oh, uh, I think the Huskies win this game, but you're asking them to cover by margin by a lot here, laying north of two touchdowns against the Cougars team that I realize had a lengthy losing streak. They snapped it last week uh, with the victory. But other than the Arizona loss, uh, which in which they got blown out, the Cougars were really in every game. I mean, it was one score. It was a field goal. Uh, the Huskies... Uh, last seven wins. They've won them all, I know. But the last seven are by 10 points right. or fewer. And now I you're saying that. go out and cover north of two touchdowns. Uh, maybe with Michael Penix, who is, let's face it, not as healthy yeah. as he was just two or three weeks ago. I kind of like the Cougars in this spot. They're still a team that outgains its opposition on the season. Uh, they've played pretty scrappy, and they got off the schneid with a win last week. Something tells me they'll keep it a little bit closer than the 16.5, so we'll say Cougars plus 16.5 this weekend. All right, And that's man. it. Great pick, and uh, uh, that's an awesome pick. By the way, for folks thinking San Diego or the Chargers, both has just been put on IR for the next oh, four weeks. Oh, boy. So wow. Be careful. Does Eric have a pick for Thanksgiving? What do you got, Eric? For everybody? Eric, you got something? I do. So okay. I look at this line, and I feel like it should be bigger. Okay. Which makes me want to bet on it. I think the the Ravens going to Sunday night football, mm-hmm. heading west mm-hmm. to heading the Chargers. West. I think the three and a half is an easy cover for the Ravens. I say they win by over a touchdown. All right, Ravens yeah. minus the three and a half. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. I mean, I think the Chargers. I don't know if they've lost the locker room. I mean, if that's coach has, but feels he, like it's going in a bad direction. Exactly. Yeah. And Herbert, yeah. he just can't. I mean, he can't get lucky. He just can't get a win yet. Yeah. Thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, as always. Yep. Thanks to Eric Ostrowski, and thank you most importantly for listening. Everybody have a wonderful holiday. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your families. Enjoy dinner. Enjoy yep. all the football. It's going to be a great weekend. We gave you a lot of games and a lot of breakdowns. Today, get a little bonus segment uh, on the podcast uh, for everybody, which is great. Encore replay will be on Saturday morning from 8 to 9. Mikey, have a wonderful Turkey Day. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you and B, and we will see everybody again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. 
on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.